Expectations by Mark Evans, Volume 4, Chapter the Second, and now Spoiled Life Smashed Some More. Festering fish heads, putrefying prawns, and manky mermaids. A colourful turn of phrase, sir. It's not a turn of phrase, it's a description of the room. It is littered with festering fish heads, putrefying prawns, and manky mermaids. Never again shall I host a seafood buffet for charity. Which charity, sir? The Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Underwater Animals. <laughs> they took one look at the buffet, screamed, and ran out. Worse, my idiot son-in-law is overdue. Mr. and Mrs. Sarquil, sir. Mr. Philip, forgive our lateness. We came by riverboat. Alas, it is so hot the Thames has evaporated. And my new class overran. What class? I am learning how to gain the vote for women by tripping up horses. <laughs> I'm too hot to express an opinion. Make your own from the following words. Vote never women as ridiculous expressing emotions men. <laughs> too hot, sir? Then my new cooling device will delight you. It will not. It works quite simply. Here is a fan. Mm, that is simple. I haven't finished. The fan is connected to this box containing 15 mice. I now simply insert one angry cat. The cat gives chase to the mice, thus moving the fan. Cat, run! How <laughs> yeah, refreshing. Now, a little too refreshing. I had no idea mice were so fast. Stop your moronic machine before we are blown away. Wait. The mice are making a stand. Ready, aim, fire! <laughs> Where did they get muskets? Surely mousekets, dearest. <laughs> is the cat dead? I cannot tell. The lid is stuck. I shall take the box to the vet. Dr. Schrodinger will know what to do. Later. The state of the cat must temporarily remain an uncollapsed wave function. For I continue my story now. Last time, you heard how my twice-dead evil ex-guardian, Mr. Gently Benevolent, had become good, but had then accidentally killed my wife ripely, thereby unleashing once more the evil within him. Not only had I lost a wife, I'd also regained a deadly enemy. It is like losing a five-pound note, then in its place finding an old foreign coin covered in poison. <laughs> Only with a dead wife thrown in. You need to find a new place to change your holiday money. <laughs> what plans for her remains, Pitbin? I shall scatter her ashes over a parade ground of half-dressed cavalry officers. It is what she would have wanted. <laughs> Grief robbed me of any chance of slumber until my physician, Dr. Say R, administered a bottle of sleeping potion. Here we go. Most coming. <laughs> pip, pip. Ripley, dear dead wife Ripley, is this a dream? Do you not hear the twiddly music and the weird echoing? My subconscious is so cliched. <laughs> I bring an important message. My soul can yet be recalled to life. Oh, joy, how? Alas, not easily. Imagine a sign saying easy, 28,003 miles. 
That is how far from easy it will be. <laughs> to rescue me, you must... Hold on, I've got dream waiting. Pip! <laughs> I'll see who it is and then I'll dream them back. Hello? Pip Bin. Yes, who's that? I'm conducting a survey. <laughs> Given your wife's death and Mr. Benevolent's impending takeover of the world, would you say you feel A, satisfied, B, dissatisfied, or C, uh... No! Mr. Benevolent! I'll put that down as C. <laughs> you villain! I'm switching back to Ripley now. Ripley? No, still me. Damn! I have cut her off. I always do that. Do you miss her? Does your heart ache at her loss? Which brand of mayonnaise do you use? You fiend! <laughs> you will never know my favorite mayonnaise. <laughs> then hear this. Ripley is eternally lost to you, for soon she will be captive in my kingdom. What kingdom? A dark kingdom of soul-scraping agony, mind-shattering torment, and eternal desolation. Is it Staffordshire? <laughs> nope. Soon she will be mine. You cannot save her. <laughs> TTFN. I rushed to find Harry and Pippa. Since Pippa's reluctant return from being Mr. Benevolent's evil accomplice, they had not been getting on. And as I went downstairs, I could hear they were with their marital therapist. Alas, back then, counselling was a far cruder science. So, Harry, um, how do you feel? Oh, uh, sad. Um, a little betrayed. Wrong! You are a man! You feel nothing! <laughs> and Pippa, um, what do you think? I think... WRONG! <laughs> you are a woman. Science tells us you cannot think. Of course, these days, we know women can think. It's just that no-one cares. <laughs> Leaving them to their delicate psychological discussions, I went in search of knowledge. There were two specialist death-related bookshops nearby, Gravestones and W.H. Stiffs. <laughs> So I swiftly purchased the Osborne Book of Death, Resurrection for Dummies, and The Rough Guide to the Afterlife, then returned home. Hello, Bitbin. How was therapy? We're going to try role-play. Pippa likes evil men, so I'm pretending to be a cad. Your caddish monocle is rather large. Yes, I fear I ordered it in the wrong size. Which is bigger, feet or inches? Feet. Right. <laughs> because I ordered it in yards. <laughs> the lens is so strong, any light passing through it at all sets fire to my eye. <laughs> what news, Pitbin? Ripley and Mr Benevolent appeared to me in a dream. Ripley told me she can be saved from death. Oh, how is Mr Benevo-Gorgeous? Did you just call him Mr Benevo-Gorgeous? No. Oh, we have so much to not talk about at our next session. <laughs> the books say I must enter the afterlife find her soul and resurrect her with a kiss born of true love. There is apparently a state of half-deadness where one may visit the afterlife, but then return to life. But how to reach such a half-dead state? Oh, you could throw yourself halfway down a very tall building. <laughs> or eat some bacon that's just passed its sell-by date. Brilliant ideas. Thank you. In opposite world. Oh, <laughs> stop it! Your marital bickering is boring me to death. Hold on. I immediately rushed to the most boring place in Britain, the House of Lords, where barren, arid words of dull tedium was describing the observation of the desiccation process in liquid pigments. Evaporating at five imperial quarts per decade. Drone, drone, bore, murmur, murmur, drone. 
soft hum of tedious words. Time slowed to a trickle. Every bodily function ceased. All around me became grey numbness. And though my body still lived, my soul fell from this earthly realm. I'd been bored exactly half to death. When my senses returned, I was in a brightly lit marbled hall with a sign saying, Arrivals. All around, cowled figures held cards with names on them, even my own. I approached this holder. I am Pip-Bin. Who are you? Your guide in the underworld. The underworld? That's a bit classical. I was expecting something more Judeo-Christian. These days, the underworld is a way station for souls of all religions before departure to their relevant paradises or hells. Is my wife still here? This map contains the location of every soul not yet departed. It is blank. Touch it and think of your wife. If you truly love her, you will find her. I placed my hand on the map and thought of Ripley. A small patch started to glow. It is in her shape. It glows brightly. You must love her very much. I do. Alas, she's already in departures. We must hurry. Wait for me. Harry, you've come to help me in the afterlife. The afterlife? <laughs> oh, I knew I shouldn't have eaten that bacon just past its sell-by date. <laughs> Ooh, can I have a go on that map? Harry pressed his hand to it. Again, a glowing shape appeared. Is that a cake? Yeah. <laughs> you must love cake very much. <laughs> I do. Oh, God, what a disgusting BLT. Hang on, where am I? Pippa, you too have reached the afterlife. Harry, you said that bacon was okay. Ooh, what's this map? As Pippa's hand touched it, a familiar and terrible shape glowed. Oh, Mr. Benevo Hunky's here. You must love Mr. Benevo Hunky very much. <laughs> I do. Oh, I should have guessed. I feel like a fool. That's as an idiot, by the way, not the pudding. I'm sorry, Harry. <laughs> I love evil and I love Mr. Benevo Scrummy. I could pretend I don't. We could limp on in some loveless facsimile of a marriage, but you wouldn't want that. I would. <laughs> she rushed off, leaving Harry broken-hearted. <laughs> and though I may have been yearning to save Ripley as his oldest friend, I still took time to offer him words of comfort. Harry, your marriage is over. Deal with it. <laughs> Righto. The map shows Mr. Benevolent is near Ripley. We have no time to lose. Then we should take the train. What happened to Charon and his ferry? That was ghastly. Packed with drunk people on underworld booze cruises. <laughs> we were soon racing to rescue Ripley. Oh, I wish I could forget I ever loved Pippa. You can. This bottle contains water from the River Lethe. It erases all past misery. Hmm. How long does it take to work? It is instantaneous. No, I still remember. But it should immediately repress the higher brain functions. Ah. <laughs> that explains it. I'm basically lower brain functions. And finally, we reached the departure area, a vast square teeming with souls from which huge staircases led away, some up, some down. They lead to paradise or hell, or to the mezzanine level and food court. <laughs> Well, I'm off there. If I cannot drink to forget, I shall eat to forget. No, Harry! But he was gone. My guide and I pressed through the throng of souls. Many were still being judged, some with terrible consequences. Is it right to kill people? Oh, oh I know this. Is it yes? <laughs> I'm going to hell, aren't I? Get in the handbasket. 
Finally, we had crossed the square and stood before a door. Behold the Elysian Fields. The resting place of warriors. In classical days, yes. Now it's an executive lounge for loyalty card holders. <laughs> Who has an underworld loyalty card? Buddhists. <laughs> it's the reincarnation. Still full of warriors, though. We tried to kick them out, but they got quite fighty. Your wife is in here. I opened the door, revealing a phalanx of fierce, half-clothed men glistening with oil, and moving amongst them, the woman I had travelled even unto death to find, my beloved Ripley. More chest oil, Achilles. Oh, that does feel good. Dear dead wife Ripley. Oh, uh, hello, Pip. Why are you oiling semi-naked heroes? Um, you have to, otherwise they crack like cricket bats. Then it is noble work. <laughs> but it must end, for I have come to recall you to life. All it takes is a kiss born of true love. Oh, excellent. Mm. A kiss with me, not Achilles. <laughs> she put down her can of hero oil and came towards me. I closed my eyes, leaned forward and... But it has failed. We are still in the underworld. The book was wrong. <laughs> Mr. Benevolent. Who wrote your book? A Mr. Ben E. Volant. <laughs> no! Yes. I made sure it told you how to get to the afterlife, but the chapter on how to leave was all lies. It was in non-fiction. The trades descriptions people will hear of this. <laughs> My faithful servant lured you the rest of the way. What faithful servant? This one, Virgil Grimpunch. Names, Pip. Always ask for names. <laughs> so easily fooled. Indeed. Such absurd faith in love. Laughable. <laughs> yes, laughable. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know my most recent recruit, Pip Bin. Hello, undear brother. No, an accomplice to evil again. I am more than an accomplice. I am now Mr. Benevo Foxy's saucy evil consort. No. <laughs> On which happy note, time for you to enter my kingdom, the kingdom of hell. <laughs> it's good, that, isn't it? <laughs> Happens every time I say hell. <laughs> It's a little obvious. <laughs> and how come you rule hell? Where's the devil? Oh, she's on maternity leave. <laughs> so I am the temporary ruler of hell. That does at least explain the massive evil red dragon you are riding. I was wondering when you'd notice Clive. All right. <laughs> you look familiar. Oh, uh, you may have seen me on a flag, sort of doing this. Raw. <laughs> The Welsh flag. Nice work. Cheers, buddy. Enough. <laughs> Time to descend to hell. No! We'll take the lift. We entered and waited for Mr. Benevolent to manoeuvre his massive dragon in. Ow! Bumped my head. Crunched down a bit. Clive! Sorry. Eventually, he was in. And as we descended, the lift was filled with terrible sounds. The screams of the damned. <laughs> The joy of the masochistic dam. Oh, this is brilliant! <laughs> and a weird sitar version of the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Finally, we reached our terrible destination. Behold, hell! Actually, can someone switch that off? It's getting annoying. 
fire-belching volcanoes towered over dusty red plains populated by rank upon rank of imps, demons, and devils. Behold my demons, ready to enact my plan. For soon I shall open the gates of hell, and they shall enter the world above to possess every mortal soul. Then I shall reign as prince of darkness, king of gloom, and emperor of badly lit areas everywhere. <laughs> It's a little ambitious, isn't it? No, it's not. Meanwhile, you will remain in eternal hellish torment, Pip-Bin. I was tied to a rock and my shirt ripped from me. Now release the beast. <laughs> yes, Pip-Bin, you are doomed forever to have your spleen pecked out by a wren, which will take ages. Actually, it tickles quite pleasantly. But can you also withstand this? Release the second beast. How will a friendly cat torment me? because it will try to get comfy on your lap, inevitably placing its paws Ow! where it really hurts. Ow! Forever. And that is not all. You monster! You've tied my tie just a little too tight and loosened my trousers. They feel as if they might fall down at any moment. And now for the final piece in your jigsaw of misery. He placed in front of me a strange, flickering screen filled with moving images, and I felt my very soul begin to drain from me. What? Devilry is this. What is Holby City? Enjoy. Right, Pip. Good luck with the eternal torment. I'd better get back. Those heroes won't oil themselves. But they have come here. Ooh, super duper. Alas, you will never oil them again. They are destined to stand bare-chested forever just out of your reach. No! Still, it's a nice view. And I believe you know this person. Hello, Pipbin. Having fun? No, Harry. Nor am I. I was up in the food court, eating to forget, oblivion crumble with amnesia custard, when some demons appeared and dragged me down here. And now your torture begins, Harry Biscuit. Have some cake. Oh, delicious. How is that torture? That cake is made of elephants, knots in handkerchiefs and revision notes. Memory cake! Whatever you see after eating it will remain in your mind forever. Oh, saucy evil consort. Yes, Mr. Benevo, babe. Kiss me. You bet. <laughs> no! My eyeballs are singed with misery. My ears are drenched in wretchedness. My nose is fine, though. <laughs> I'll pop by in a few millennia to see how you're doing. Come, saucy consort. <laughs> Dear sister, help us. Yet, as she turned to go, I thought I saw a hint of empathy in her eyes. And in case you're wondering, this isn't empathy, it's conjunctivitis. <laughs> so I laid back on my rock and made myself comfortable, which was impossible, as my tie was too tight, my trousers were too loose, my spleen was being pecked out, a cat was stamping on my groin, and an unconvincing medical drama was on. <laughs> ow, cat, ow! Ren, ah, tie, ugh, trousers, oh! For goodness sake, that is not how a real person talks in a medical emergency. <laughs> how are we to escape? I could not answer my own question, but an unexpected someone could. Mr. Grimpudge, come to gloat. No, come to set you free. Why? You risked your life to save one you loved. I myself once loved. She was young, she was beautiful, and she died. I'm sorry. Oh, it was my fault. I shoved her into a threshing machine. <laughs> then poisoned her and attacked her with a cleaver galloped over her on a horse, and contrived to have her shot by a firing squad. I see. One tiny moment of madness. <laughs> you must
must not share such regrets. He smashed the flickering screen, fed the wren to the cat, loosened my tie, and to mutual embarrassment, tightened my trousers. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Did you see the cricket? <laughs> the demons are coming. I will hold them as long as I can. It will not be long. Their only weakness is a fear of holiness, but alas, I am far from holy. That path will lead you to safety. I freed my companions and we hurried down the path he had indicated. Think you're hard enough, demons. <laughs> right, no, you are hard enough. Oh, all the pain that I die for a higher cause. For love, earn this pit-pin. And he was gone. Then the demon hordes began their march upwards out of hell. We had little time to save the world and my wife. We followed the path as it grew steeper and steeper, legs aching, lungs burning, knees in a massive strop. <laughs> Finally, we were at the door marked emergency exit, rightly held back. I so want to feel the sun on my face, and yet I fear it. The sun's warm rays seemed to pass through her as if she was not there. Oh, I am become as mist or a light fog. Yet Harry and I are not. Of course, we were only ever half dead. You totally carked it. Pip, help! I am evaporating. Harry, do you still have Grimpunch's bottle? Of rubbish forgetting water? It is not the water I want. I emptied the bottle and held it near Ripley's dissipating soul. Ripley, fill this bottle with your soul. No, she is drifting away. Wait, Pippin, I have an idea. Harry's breath wafted her soul into the bottle, and I hurriedly prepared to replace the top. Oops. I think I might have swallowed a bit of that. Uh. <laughs> there we go. She may yet be saved. Clutching my bottle of wife, I rushed her as fast as I could to restore her to her body. Alas, as I ran through London, I saw terrible sights. Benevolent demons were bursting forth from hell and possessing every mortal soul they saw. No, please! Ah! People writhed in agony. Nothing could stop the demons. It was literally hell on earth. And surveying it was Mr. Benevolent, perched high atop his massive dragon called Clive. We had just one sliver of a chance. Harry, while I reinsert Ripley's soul, I need you to find me a vicar. I'll try. There is no try. Only do or do not. Then I shall try and do, and not do, not do. <laughs> Was that one do too many? Ripley's physical form lay in a room full of stern maiden aunts. I had shown them a series of lewd etchings and their icy disapproval had chilled and preserved the body. <laughs> I knelt beside her and opened the bottle. Ripley's soul emerged, but immediately began to dissipate. Ripley, please. As if hearing me, her spirit threaded its way into her ears, her nose, her mouth. But then, alas, nothing. It has not worked. I rested my forehead on hers. It was cold, no sign of life. I stayed there for some minutes, I know not how long, as the depraved roars of the possessed came closer, and I knew that I must mourn later. For now, I had a world to save. Goodbye, dearest wife. I kissed her for the last time and turned to go. But then... Where am I? The kiss. Ripley, you have returned. Who are you? Who am I? No. The bottle must still have had traces of lethe water. You have forgotten everything. Do I know you, sir? Oh, you do. You do. For I am Pip, and you are my beloved wife, Ripley. I 
do not remember. Then I will tell you. But first, I have a world to save. I kissed my amnesiac reanimated wife and hurried to find Harry. I have not let you down, Pipbin. Behold, a vicar. Harry, that is not a vicar. It is a swan. <laughs> In a dog collar. <laughs> Sorry. I'm under a lot of pressure at the moment. A lot of pressure. We raced to the shops to buy a vicar. Alas, House of Praiser and Heavenham's were both closed. <laughs> but in Cannon Street Station, there was an open branch of vicar box. Do you want a bag? No, thank you. We're going to use him immediately. Indeed, as we emerged from the shop, we heard a familiar evil laugh. <laughs> Is it just me? Or as we get closer to world domination, do you become even more handsome? No, it's not just you. I'm actually starting to fancy myself. <laughs> Mr. Benevolent, surrender now or be defeated. Ah, Pip-Bin, your friend Grimpunch is paying dreadfully for his treachery. But he told me of your demon's weakness. They have no weakness. They fear holiness. And I have a vicar. Hello. <laughs> well, they fear it a bit. Like fear of a spider in a bath, not like fear of an octopus in a bath. But I've also got this. Harry's oversized cad's monocle. Is it or is it a gigantic prayer lens? It was both. And as the vicar prayed, Oh, Lord, chase these demons from among us. It focused his words into a beam of concentrated holiness. And the demons burst with fright. Mommy! Mommy! Oh! Harry and I swept the lens over the entire devilish army. You have destroyed my army. You will pay for that, Clive. Yeah, boss. Attack! Tidy. Quick, Reverend, new prayer. But the vicar was slumped in prayed-out exhaustion. The giant dragon charged and we were doomed. But then I noticed Harry, his brow furrowed in silent prayer. Tears, God. I mean, amen. No! Oh. You've turned my dragon into cake. Only half of him. I'm basically an agnostic. <laughs> I hope I'm delicious. So do I. I am beaten. It has made you slightly less handsome. What? You're still hot as chops, though. Oh, and the devil's back from maternity leave tomorrow. Not only have I lost my demon army, but I've got to find another job. I might retrain as a teacher. <laughs> away, Clive. He rode his half-cake dragon away. <laughs> Pippa perched next to him, fondly stroking his admittedly lovely hair. And though we had won, I sank into bitter despair. My wife remembered me not. My sister had abandoned Harry for evil. Mr. Benevolent still stalked the earth. And I felt the chill wind of future misery tickling at my already quite sad neck. Good grief. I remember growing up hearing tales of the cake dragon. I didn't realize they were true. They were. But return next week and you shall hear how I try to restore my wife's memories, how Harry's attempts to forget Pippa ended in disaster, and how, in his cruelest trick yet, Mr. Benevolent nearly lured me to my doom in the vicious wilderness that is the Wild West. <laughs> Thank you.
Bleak Expectations is written by Mark Evans and star Richard Johnson as Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Young Pip, Anthony Head as Mr. Gently Benevolent, James Barkman as Harry Biscuit, Jeffrey Whitehead as Genghis Grimpunch, Sarah Hadland as Ripley and Lily, Susie Kane as Pippa, and Mark Evans as Clive the Dragon. The producer was Gareth Edwards. Yeah.